Hello there, my name is Danny Yeoman, wild bird expert for Pets Corner and developer of Peter and Paul Bird Foods. Welcome to the next of a number of podcasts detailing some of the amazing birds that we see and feed in our gardens. Every week we'll be looking at a different bird and this week we'll be looking at my favourite bird of prey, of all birds of prey, and that is the wonderful buzzard. Just a few short decades ago, the typical view of a buzzard would have been above a remote wooded valley, wings held in a shallow V, head lowered as it scans the bracken-covered slopes for its prey. Buzzards in the past used to be a bird that you'd have to travel to remote upland areas to see. Now, in one of the most dramatic recoveries of any British species, this stocky raptor has spread south and eastwards, reoccupying the lowlands, and now can be found in every county in England, overtaking the kestrel and sparrowhawk to become our commonest bird of prey. Buzzards are big, burly and unapologetic when they are perched, but in flight they are splendidly dramatic, gliding and soaring with apparent ease over their territories on wings that can be a metre or more across. Buzzards can be very variable in colour, from dark brown to tan, although all have dark wing tips and a finely barred tail. They look like small eagles. In fact, in Scotland, where the buzzard has always been fairly common sight, they're known as tourist eagles, because visitors to the Scottish Highlands regularly mistake them for their much larger golden eagle. Buzzards also have a plaintive mewing call, rather a weak sound for such a large bird, and can easily be mistaken for a cat. The reason for the buzzard's rapid turnaround in fortunes is simple. They're no longer being poisoned by agricultural chemicals such as DDT, which massively reduced numbers during the 1950s and 60s. The decline was compounded by the short-sighted introduction of myxomatosis to control the population of rabbits, a major part of a buzzard's diet. They're also no longer legally shot and poisoned by farmers and gatekeepers. But the buzzard's return is now attracting attention from some pheasant breeders, who regard them as a threat to their game birds. And there has been a request to issue licenses to control breeding buzzards in some areas to protect pheasant chicks. Buzzards can grow over 50 centimetres long, with a wingspan of up to 137 centimetres. The wings are broad and round, with finger-like feathers at the ends. The buzzard is very variable in colour, as I mentioned, but it's most commonly a mid-brown, with a paler V on its breast. The upper wings are dark brown, and the lower wings are brown at the front, with paler flight feathers behind. Buzzards are daytime hunters, and are most frequently seen soaring slowly in the sky, over open countryside and farmland. In soaring flight, the large wings often form a shallow V-shape, with the tail spread out like a fan, and they sometimes hang almost motionlessly in the air. Buzzard is usually seen hunting alone, but sometimes they're flying pairs. The buzzard also likes to perch on trees, posts, poles, as they survey the area for prey. When prey is spotted, it will quickly swoop down to catch its food.
The buzzard's mewing cue is a familiar sound in hilly country and farmland in Britain as it soars effortlessly, rising on a thermal of warm air. In the early parts of the breeding season, buzzards perform graceful aerobatic soaring, tumbling and looping the loop, trying to attract a partner. A pair is often seen gliding in circles around each other. The male glides a little above the female and both face one another. The display flight indicates there's a nest nearby. Sometimes the display consists of a series of dives. The bird glides steeply down with half-closed wings and then soars up again, almost vertically, to repeat the glide. The buzzards build a large bulky nest in a tree or on a cliff ledge. When in a tree, sticks are used to make a flattish platform which is lined with finer twigs, bracken, heather, grass or moss. Fresh sprigs of foliage or ferns are used to decorate the nest and are regularly replaced. Normally two to three eggs are laid, but up to six have been recorded. They are white to a bluish white with blotches of red-brown and paler lilac. Incubation lasts for 33 to 35 days, beginning with the first egg, so the chicks hatch at intervals. They are covered in a greyish white down when they are born. The female guards the chicks to begin with, whilst the male brings food. He leaves the food at the edge of the nest, where it's picked up by the female and fed to the young. When the chicks are a week or so old, both parents continue feeding them, while they learn to hunt for themselves. If food is in short supply, when they are younger, weaker chicks may die, but in plentiful seasons the whole brood will be reared. The buzzard is a large and opportunistic predator, surviving on a purely carnivorous diet and will prey on small mammals and birds. But despite having talons like daggers and a beak that can break bone, one of the buzzard's staple foods is... worms. Yep, this magnificent bird of prey loves nothing more than a nice wriggly soft worm. That's the reason you occasionally see several buzzards sitting in a group on a recently ploughed field. They're taking it easy on the ground, scratching away, looking for all the world like large brown hens. The less than fussy approach to food means the buzzard is a great survivor. It'll always get by because it couldn't care less what it eats. Given a choice, it will eat lovely warm live rabbit, but if there's none around, it will turn to anything else that looks edible. And for this reason, if you have a large garden, you might see a buzzard rooting through your recently turned over flower beds, looking for insects and worms. Research has shown that buzzards move off highlands to nearby lowland during the winter in Scotland, where the weather is much harsher. Radio tracking work done by the RSPB has shown that individuals do move away from their nests in the first autumn and then come back to the nest in the following spring, seemingly to check for potential breeding sites. In the 19th century, buzzards were shot in large numbers by gamekeepers, and by the early 1900s they had disappeared from many parts of Britain. However, during the First World War, gamekeepers enlisted to fight and many game estates were abandoned, allowing the buzzard numbers to recover. 
Since then, there has been a more enlightened attitude towards birds of prey, and the buzzard has spread back to many of its former haunts. As I mentioned, there was a setback in 1954 with the introduction of myxomatosis, which almost wiped out Britain's rabbit population. Since the rabbit is the buzzard's favoured food, many birds went hungry and the numbers began to climb yet again. Rabbits are common once more, and as a result, buzzards are on the increase. Whether you live in the town or country, you can help look after garden birds by providing a wildlife-friendly garden that includes water and having the very, very best foods available for them. Foods like Peter and Paul. For more information regarding Peter and Paul wild bird foods, please check out the Peter and Paul website at www.peter-and-paul.com or pop into one of our wonderful Pets Corner stores. The nearest store to you can be found at the Pets Corner website at www.petscorner.co.uk. Well, that's it from me. I hope you enjoyed this look at buzzards. For further birds, please continue to check out the stream, and I look forward to speaking to you soon.